stop. Just stop. A four-letter word. It can be a word that feels great to say, for example, after a hard training session or crossing that finish line. Stop. Relief. I did it. I made it. I completed or I finished my run. But there are other times that same word leads to a hmm, did not finish or a backing out of running. Discouragement sets in before the word stop in that case. That's what today's show is all about. But first, the intro. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Yes, indeed, Heiko is my name. Thank you for listening. Hey, tell me, what are you doing whilst listening to the show? I hope you're on it excellent state of mind because today we're going to need it we're going to need some positivity see how i want to explain what experts agree on as a process that determines whether we go forward or whether we sometimes just well get discouraged and give up which doesn't mean that a, a dnf did not finish is a is a no-go you know like on social media these attention grabs that talk about hey never give up keep on hustling just pull through the pain <laughs> no n- nothing glamorous about that see there is nothing wrong with a dnf if it happens it happens i mean there's no chip off your shoulder because nobody else will care about it and especially if you stop to avoid an injury or you just felt completely exhausted and couldn't muster the the necessary energy to run on. But let's agree that most runners, they actually complete their races. So it's not about a DNF, but rather about those runners that used to run. And then the interval went from, well, running every second day to running every third day to suddenly twice a week. And then twice a week meant that the running, which was a pleasurable hobby it suddenly it became a struggle it didn't just feel like a struggle it was a struggle obviously because if you just run twice per week it it might hold your fitness but the base training that as a runner that's so vital it won't be sufficient to make you run better or longer or become a better runner for that rather it'll it'll lead to signs of stagnation and then stop suddenly you look back and say hmm I used to be a runner rather than I am a runner or well currently I'm not running but actually I am a runner and and that's a very strange line to cross because between being a runner and suddenly having slipped into the I was group it's like a blurry line and some of you listeners you might be on that path you might be heading towards I used to be a runner without realizing it because it's not easy to to determine when you still are a runner and, well, I was a runner. See, it's, it's not easy to see those signs if you're not taking time out to analyze and think about your issue, about your running. If you're just plodding along and, hey, maybe you're you're extremely active on social media, you're reading about the latest trends and you're Amazon wish list is full of runner's kit. Hey, maybe you're going to buy those compression socks after all. I mean, (laughs) they're going to make you faster, apparently. (laughs) Or that cool pair of sunglasses. See, your brain then notices you're occupying it with the running, something that you like. And what a bargain. There's no effort involved. It doesn't even have to do something. So this is a (laughs) win-win. You usually realize it or it sinks in when you reach the 
stop destination. And that might be you forgot your Strava password, you don't remember where you keep your running watch, or where's your favorite running gear, or when's the last time I put on my running shoes? And this process, it's in your head. See, I told you, you will need some energy today for this episode, but it will be worth it. There are some really powerful tips that I included here. Okay, it doesn't matter if you're on a race with, with 10, 100, or 10,000 runners. You know this. It's just you. It's all happening inside your brain. It's you and the distance and the brain, whatever you've put inside there. And of course, if it's a longer run, it can feel pretty lonely at times. If suddenly the group you were running with, you know, it felt so good, you know, the second kilometer, hey, this group is good, kilometer five, hey, they got a nice pace, nice vibes, I like these people. Kilometer eight, still feeling good, and then suddenly, oh, what's happening? There's a bit of a gap, and it's not because they increased the pace. You realize it's, oh, I've slowed down, <laughs> or it's, it's the third time this week you're feeling alone and not necessarily enjoying it. I mean, yes, sometimes you like the loneliness on your run, but wow, you feel like in a science fiction movie, the last runner on planet Earth. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes in winter. I hardly ever see another runner. Well, and the, the advice you find is to, to go inside yourself or return to your center. You know, a, a very difficult kind of advice because A, that's just the problem and being alone by oneself and B, how do you get to your center anyway? <laughs> and it's a strange thing with becoming disheartened or discouraged. Again, and I'm not talking about giving up due to an injury or something serious. I, I remember I was looking forward to the Salzburg Marathon a couple of years back and I was fit, well prepared and uh, looking forward, I was really hoping to achieve a very good time and I knew I, I could well for me a good time okay and then I think at about the 35th kilometer well into the race a cold a cold rainy race I suffered a pain I never felt before like a, <laughs> a sudden shock to my system I, I like took a little jump onto the pavement and right back down sort of to, to cut a corner you know having a good pace and I could really see the rooftop buildings where the finish line is and the next thing BAM in my right calf it just locked now I, I never ever had a cramp in my right or left calf before and without making this a too long dramatic story, which it isn't, basically I had to stop, dead stop. And what a weird sensation that is. Runners coming by you, one, two, and then there's a big group, and there's like, oh, this guy, I overtook him a couple of kilometers back, and I thought he looked weak, and now he's overtaking me. And next thing it's like, oh my goodness, I'm out of the race. It's over. Or, hang on. And there's the medic tent, you know, the guy's already waving, do you need help, you know, <laughs> inviting you basically to come and sit or lie down. And then it happened and I, and I started to walk and from a struggling walk, it was like, a. have you ever seen these like National Geographic photos of those Sherpas that are carrying three times the body weight up Mount Everest? Well, <laughs> that was my walking style. <laughs> and after every few steps, I would be passed by another runner and then another group. And I so much wanted to run again, but... I just couldn't. The cramp would, would immediately like clamp down on me and I was forced to walk. And, the, and this carried on whilst more and more runners kept on passing me. Do, do you see what's happening here? Whilst my head is still trying to understand, I'm so close to the finish and my desired finish time, it was, it was long gone, beyond reach. And it felt like the longest walk. And well, actually, 
I managed a bit of a run-walk thing, especially the finish line. <laughs> I mean, you don't, don't want to be like limping across the finish line, do you? Uh, and, and by the way, it seemed like it was the steepest angle ever, the finish line, and it wasn't. But discouragement, that, that was it. A simple few kilometers. It wasn't like an ultra-marathon or an extreme seven-day event in the snow or in the heat. No, it was a normal marathon. I was well-prepared and well-trained for this event. And... I don't remember how long I took for those last kilometers, but I, it was a huge struggle to go from a strong pace to stopping, getting my mind reset, and then going and finding a doable walking pace. And you know what got me through? And I remembered a lesson during my mental training, and, and there were basically a couple of steps. Uh, let, let's go through them. And the first one is to accept what happened is a event. It's a moment in time. It's an event that does not affect your uniqueness. <laughs> you are not failing. You're not failing into another group or failing any grade. Not at all. And if you realize this, you're going to know that you're staying true to your values. And this means relying on your stubbornness or maybe being a little selfish. I mean, do I want to change my values at that moment in time? And just to sit inside a cozy medical tent, pull out, take myself out of the event that will still be occurring right in front of my line of sight? Absolutely not. How miserable to be sitting inside that tent seeing all the other runners, you know, like, and you're not part of it. You've decided to stop. Well, listen to your own advice means now is, is not the time to, to take advice from that race official who tells you to, come on, sit down, the medic tent is over there, you know. It's, it's not the moment. I knew if I sit or lie down now, I will never, ever get up again. Well, of course, eventually, but <laughs> not during this race. So it means you need to go deeper along your personal decision-making to find your own resolve. And once you're there, you need to, hey, you need to become your own best friend. That best friend who would tell you, no, he or she would sing it to you, Bob Marley, get up, stand up, don't give up the fight because now it doesn't matter how you interact with others or if you have like-minded people around you, you need to rely on yourself. Difficult task whilst other runners are still passing you left and right. So it's going to be, you know, it, 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 it's going to be a party, but it could easily be a pity party, you know, <laughs> me, myself and I. <laughs> and what would your best friend do other than sing the song Bob Marley? And he or she would encourage you. He wouldn't know what to say to ignite that spark that will light up that motivational fire inside of you. It just takes a spark. And that friend that will remind you what you set out to do in the first place. And then, of course, whilst these words are going through your mind, they serve a, a dual purpose. See, this, this podcast, what, it's about 15 or 18 minutes. So let's say the lessons or the tips are about less than 10 minutes. That while you concentrate on these points, and like I did, I carried on limping, and then tried to run and then limped some more, then I... Then I started to run bent forward and it didn't work and I limped some more. Then I started sort of like shuffle running, bent sideways, trying to either avoid the cramp, which I was convinced would lock my calf again. But the focused mind on my uniqueness, on my values and listening to my own advice, encouraging myself. So that is what got me covering those last few kilometers to the finish line. The acknowledgement that I'm completing what I set out to do. Okay, not in the time I was hoping for, but the thoughts, they gave me guidance. 
like guardrails and that there are other options than going inside the medic tent or abandoning the race. And it helps to relate differently to a situation, giving you a better understanding, hey, I can still do this. Understanding that's, you know, if you're really self-aware, there comes understanding with that. Understand what you set out to do, why you want it in the first place, how you can get it despite <laughs> the cramp, the circumstances, and what you can change right now. Options. Get clear on what you have. No intention of changing and work with it. You know, like, I want to keep on moving. I have no intention of changing that. So let's work with it. <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a weird limp, do it. And that is what gets you to cross the finish line. It's residing in my uniqueness, relying on understanding what's happening. It's just an event, not a drama story, not a pity party. And then comes encouragement, acknowledgement, guidance. And that is perseverance. <laughs> all are there within you. All are there inside of you. However, every now and then, as a runner, we choose discouragement. Yes, I said choose because being discouraged, it's a decision and we, we end up taking that route because we fail to prepare ourselves for other options. See, if you explore and think about these types of mental strategies beforehand, what will happen? Well, you're going to be ready when calamity strikes. You can choose something else. You can refocus and not see the medic tent or quitting as the only option. Or, yeah, getting out of the race right now, covering yourself in that weird blanket. You know, that's the best thing to do. And again, sometimes we quit. Yes, sometimes we have a DNF. I know what it feels like too. But let that did not finish be due to a reason that is worthy of giving up. Let that decision come from cleverness and from a responsible point of view. Hey, I mean, have you ever felt discouragement? Sure you have. And tell me, once you start thinking and mulling in that state of mind, what usually comes out of thinking and mulling things over this whole process? <laughs> I know the answer without knowing you. Usually more negative thoughts and little options which lead to a confirmation that, yep, actually it is hopeless. That's the way the brain works. <laughs> And that's what we can avoid. You can direct your brain in a different direction. It is so important. If you haven't listened to anything else I said before, if someone asked you to listen to the podcast and you're doing this as a favor, not because you're really interested in the topic, these are the important steps to take. Number one, keep a success diary. Yes, I know you're not 15 anymore doesn't matter successful runners have success diaries where they write in what went well what really worked what was impressive hey and it doesn't mean you run a great time every day and you write it inside your diary because you're not having great runs every day but overcoming a difficult run overcoming uh, the lure of staying on the sofa whilst it's raining outside but going out for a run that's what you write inside number two you should stick around positive thinkers and optimists especially if they irritate you. <laughs> and definitely avoid the negative mindset crowds at all costs. Why? Well, because they have a problem for every solution, don't they? Even when I told the story about my cramp, I've had people tell me about the possible horror scenarios. What could have happened? Honestly, I don't want to know. Number three, go back to the previous episode and work on your run mission statement. You, you did do that, didn't you? Or did you just listen to the show and you didn't react? No, of course not. You wrote down some sentences. Now go back to that piece of paper where you wrote some things down and redefine it. 
Hey, number four, I want to leave you with a beautiful poem. I don't remember who it's from, but it's like, Breathe, darling, this is just a chapter. It's not your whole story. Isn't that true? Hey, and for those of you who haven't maybe looked in the Bible a long time, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, For we walk in faith, not by sight. Now, wow, isn't that a most inspirational verse? You know, we walk in faith. Have the faith that you're going to make it, not by sight. If you look at what you're seeing right now, you're going to get discouraged. I guarantee you, you're going to choose discouragement. And that alone is, is enough for me. Disappointment and discouragement is a normal part of life that everybody experiences. However, you do not have to feel discouraged in the face of, of, of a setback. Developing a positive attitude, which will take time, and reacting the way I described in this episode. See, so that, and then if you, if you face a challenge, you can make uh, uh, a wall of resistance <laughs> towards discouragement and build up other options. Disappointment as an opportunity to, to, to recharge and to refocus instead of a reason to oh, feel bad and then being led by your feelings. So with some hard work, self-awareness, you can foster a healthy, positive mentality which will help you become a better, stronger and smarter runner. Wow. Ha. Thanks for your time. If you enjoyed the show, do give me a five-star rating. That will help others who are looking for this content like this find it. And hey, it's a nice thing to do. Come on. I didn't bore you with ads for some horrible sports drink. Nor did I recommend you a pair of vitamins that apparently make you run faster. No, I gave you real run advice, mental run training. Thanks for listening. Come back next week. My name is Heiko. God bless you. And remember, take it. Easy.